What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Caleb Brotherford, the host of this podcast here at the Scattered Abroad Network. Uh, I am one of the directors of this network alongside Michael Clark, who hosts the Far Better podcast, and together uh, we serve uh, you all uh, part of this platform. We have so many people who are working behind the scenes um, for this network. We are so thankful, so appreciative of each of them and all that they do. Be looking out for on our social media platforms that may have already come out by the time this episode airs, but if not, be looking out very soon uh, for some social media posts about all of the individuals who are working alongside us. And we are just so appreciative and so thankful for all of them. We are also appreciative and thankful for each of you as listeners, how uh, you support us through listening. If you financially support us, we are so appreciative of that. We are always looking for more financial support. The more that we get, the more we can grow, the more we can um, that we can upload uh, new podcasts to you. Each podcast does cost a little bit of money, um, and we have to pay for editing and website and graphics and uh, merchandise and all of those kinds of things. Uh, we have to pay to be able to go to events and like PTP and stuff like that. So uh, just appreciative of the fact for those of you who help us in those areas, and we are just so thankful for that. Uh, This season here at the Transform Podcast, we're talking about the idea of transforming into a Christian. What does Christian living look like? How does it mean, or what does it mean rather for me to be a Christian, and how should that change my life and the way that I live it? Um, Let me just say this at the outset. Living the life of a Christian is the greatest life anybody could ever live. And I think we could all say amen, amen to that. Uh, amen. Who said, I'm not, I don't live in Tennessee anymore. Man, that came out really twangy. Uh, I, I think we could say amen uh, to that. Um, because when you live the life of a Christian, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, we are, now have access to the spiritual blessings that Jesus Christ bestows upon us. And we have access to a hope that you and I don't have as non-Christians. Um, and so how grateful we should be for the life of a Christian. And maybe you're listening, you have questions about the life of a Christian. What does it mean to live the life of a Christian? What does it look like? Well, certainly go back and listen to some of these podcasts uh, that we have here at the Seattle Abroad Network or please reach out to one of us. We would be certainly more than happy to reach out and to talk about that uh, with each of you. So just keep that in mind as you go through this. Uh, Today, we're finishing up a part two of two on this idea of perseverance. We've talked about several things thus far on this podcast uh, for this season, but today we are finishing up the word perseverance. Next week, we will move on to another word, uh, but I want to close this out today here with this episode. Uh, One of the things we talked about last week that I think is important to understand and just to reiterate is that perseverance is not the same thing as patience. We talked about the Greek language last week. How with the patience is the word macrothumia. We gave an example from Matthew chapter 18, how patience is um, a, a picture of someone, a characteristic that someone obtains uh, when it means that they are suffering long or bearing long with someone. But when it comes to this idea of perseverance, perseverance carries this sentiment of endurance or uh, being willing uh, to persist. I guess maybe that's where you get kind of the word persevere. Um, and we, we looked at a little bit about Paul, how Paul was someone who greatly persevered through this life and through many of the things that he had to endure um, and how there's hope for you and I to be able to persevere as well. And we also talked about last week as we began to close out the episode last week, we talked about why we should persevere. And we split this point up into four different areas. And we talked about two of them. And that was why persevere well, because it's commanded in scripture, but that also because it builds, it builds our character, it builds who we are and who we should be. But then number three, and here's what we're going to pick up today. Number three, we persevere because it 
tests. We persevere because it tests. And when I think about it testing, specifically, I think about it testing our faith. Um, faith is a lot like a muscle. You know, the more you use it, the more you test it, the stronger it becomes. When you go to the gym, maybe you're into working out. I used to be, not so much. And if you know what I look like, you know that I don't work out very much anymore. Uh, but when you work out, the more that you use your muscles, the bigger and stronger and the better they become. Now, at the beginning, it hurts, doesn't it? It's not fun, perhaps, at, at, at the beginning. Um, but it is this idea of growing and, and improving yourself and your muscles. Well, the same thing is with faith. The more you use it, the more you test it, the stronger it becomes. Um, and the more you persevere, the more you go through those tests, the better it is. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 7, Peter says that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Another passage that comes to mind, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 3, my brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Hupomone, your faith, when tested, results in this idea of perseverance. But then, also as a result of testing our faith, you remember how all of these things were building on one another, right? It's commanded, so we do it. It builds our character. It tests our faith. And within all of that, at the very end of it, it allows us to grow, doesn't it? It allows us to grow. You see, the more and more that you experience and endure in life, the stronger and better you will become. Not the idea uh, that that it's not just going to happen just like that, but it's a choice, isn't it? That you have to be willing to make. You have to allow yourself to embrace those difficulties. Allow yourself that when that when you go through those difficult times, you see them as opportunities to transform into someone who's better. Not in the sense you go out looking for them, right? But understand that you're going to go through them. So see the opportunity for growth and then jump at the opportunity for growth as well. But then the third thing that I want to talk about, third in these, so this whole two-part series here, and this is where we're going to close out our episode with four different examples as we talk about the word how. How do I persevere? How do I persevere? How do I become someone who is able to handle, to endure all of these difficult things? I want you to go to Joshua chapter 1. If you have a Bible and in an opportunity, hopefully you're not driving or anything like that. If you're, if you're using your Bible, I want you to look at a couple of things here as we, as we begin to kind of wind this episode down to a close. Joshua chapter 1, and I want you to read it to me here beginning in verse 5. Okay, In Joshua chapter 1, Remember, Moses has just died, okay? He was not allowed to go into the promised land because he disobeyed God. He was rebellious towards God and did something that God had told him not to do. So he gets held out of the promised land, and Joshua has stepped in as the leader of the people. So certainly a daunting task to lead these some, you know, couple million people through an uncharted water, uncharted territory, through uh, a land that um, they know nothing about truly. And they have to rely on put their hope and trust in God. So God tells Joshua, he says, I want you to go over Jordan and I'm going to give you the land. And he goes on to talk about how vast the land really is, how it's all going to belong to them. But notice here, beginning in verse five, what does God tell Joshua? He says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. 
Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only, verse 7, be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to that, or according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. The idea of being strong and of good courage. Joshua, God tells him, no one will be able to stand before you. I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. He says, look, you're, you're going to go through a very difficult time, but don't worry about it. Don't fear. Don't fret. Be of good fear or be of uh, good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Why? Because I'm going to be with you. Endure, persevere through all of these difficult things that you guys are going to have to go through. And know that you can do it. You can be strong and of good courage because I'm going to be with you. Joshua, if you persevere, you will be blessed and protected. But there's a contingency here, right? In order for this promise to be fulfilled, God's promise to Joshua that he is going to be okay, something has to happen on Joshua's part. Don't turn from the right or the left. Joshua, you want God's protection? Then you do what he tells you to do. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That sounds like Psalm 119, or Psalm chapter 1, excuse me, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage, Joshua. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You can persevere. Because God's going to be with you if you do what you're supposed to do. Here's the second example. I want to think about 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. And when I, when I, whenever I read about Hannah uh, in the Bible, I am just amazed, impressed with, with her attitude and what she does. Because you remember, she's barren, isn't she? She's unable to have any children, and and for women in that day, that was really shameful not to be able to have children and to carry on the lineage of their husband. Uh, so she goes to God in prayer, but notice what happens, okay? Notice what happens here in verse 11. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child then I will give to him the Lord in all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Remember to whom it is that you belong. That's exactly what Hannah did. Three times, what does she say in this verse? Your maidservant, your maidservant, your maidservant. She understood to whom it was that she belonged. She knew that God was going to take care of her, so long as she did that which was right. She was willing to persevere through the difficulty and the shamefulness of being barren. She was going to endure through that because she knew that she belonged to Almighty God. Ultimately, she was blessed and she was given a child. Remember who you belong to in this life because you'll be blessed for it if you live a life of perseverance. Here's number three, the third example. Go to the book of Jeremiah. I know we're jumping through uh, quite a big gap here, but think about the book of Jeremiah. When we look at Jeremiah, we know that Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. Um, he was living through a very, very difficult time. 
during his preaching. He was hated. He was despised. In fact, we know that he was eventually thrown into a pit of muck and mire up to his armpits, uh, and he was hated. People did not like him or his message. But you notice verse 19. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you. Why? For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. The third thing we need to think about is knowing that the Lord is with you. If you want any kind of encouragement to persevere, to get through, to endure, here it is right here. They will fight, but they won't prevail. I'm with you to deliver you from their hands. Man, Jeremiah, what an opportunity for you to get up and to go do what you need to do to take that message of repentance to the people because God is going to be with you. He's going to deliver you. Here's the last one I want to look at. And truly, this is our greatest example when we look at this. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. I want you to notice with me here, beginning uh, in verse 17, if I can get there in my Bible. Hebrews chapter 2. I know sometimes we can use computers and click really fast to get there, but I I prefer using an actual Bible uh, whenever I study. Hebrews chapter 2. Notice with me verse 17. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. We can look at Jeremiah, we can look at Hannah, we can look at Joshua, we can look at Peter, Paul, and anybody else. But we have no greater example set before us than that of Jesus Christ. Someone who's so high and so holy, so powerful, so wonderful, so magnificent, coming to this old, lowly earth. And he suffered, he was tempted, and yet he endured. He persevered. Hebrews 4 and verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. What a beautiful example of perseverance. What a beautiful example of someone who is able to endure all of the things that they go through. Think about Hebrews chapter 12 as we close out this episode. Hebrews chapter 12. You and I know that Jesus Christ came to this earth to be that sacrifice for us. Imagine Jesus getting to the end of his ministry and then throwing in the towel and saying, God, I'm done. I can't do it. I won't do it anymore. But no, rather, what does he say? He says, not my will, Lord, but thine. If not, let this cup pass. But thy will be done. Jesus persevered. Jesus endured. Our greatest example was able to get through what he needed to get through because God was on his side. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning of verse 2, looking unto who? Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Christ endured the cross, however thankful we must be for his perseverance. And I hope and pray that it is an example for us today. I hope that as we have talked about this idea of persevering, that it has been something that has helped you, been beneficial to you, um, to perhaps maybe you know, spur you along, to continue to help you keep going. Because I know that sometimes our life is difficult. Sometimes we go through things that we don't ever want to have to go through. 
and yet understanding that because of Jesus Christ, because of God, because they are on our side, if we live faithful lives to him, we can persevere. What a beautiful thought, what a beautiful episode, what a beautiful book that we have to understand Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. I hope, like I said before, this has been beneficial. It's been helpful to me as I have studied it, and I hope it is to you. Maybe you are in need of prayers because you're struggling through something. Reach out to us. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, And perhaps you can be of a great help to this network and perhaps a great help to someone else and their faith as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Next week, we're going to dive into another uh, Christian grace, another characteristic that we need to add into our lives. But until then, I hope you take care. Thank you so much. And may God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.